Any opinions expressed are my own and do not reflect the opinions of anyone outside of Independent Left Media, LLC. Independentleft.news. Indie. Indie. What's up, Indie? Indie News Network. Indie. I get news from Independent Left. Independentleft.news. Independentleft.news. Indie Left Media. Independent Left News. Indie Left. Independent Left News. Independent Left Media. Indie Media. Indie Left. Indie. 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 Indie Left News. Indie Left. Hi, Indie. Indie Left News. Subscribe to Indie News Network. We're world building. Your, your way of assisting, I feel like, is really cool. Independentleft.news. Independentleftnews. I'm a huge fan. He created INN. The founder of uh, Independent News Network. Indy is the founder of Indie News Network. Thank you, Independentleft.news. A huge thank you and shout out to Indy Left. Everyone, check out Indy Left News. Hey, Indy Left. Independentleft.news. Indy. Indy. Hi, Indy. Indy Left. Indy Left News. Indy News. Independent Media. Independentleft News has done an amazing job. Blue two shot. Why are we not going to Burden Reef? What what's going on? What? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where, where's my screen? There's no source selected. What? Holy crap! There we go. Whoa. Okay. That. Uh, okay. Hi. Hi, everybody. Oh, wow. That was so weird. Okay. Yeah, it was. I don't know what happened there. I think maybe my stream deck crashed. I don't know. Anyway. Hi, everybody. Uh, it is Sunday night. It's how do we miss that? I am super, super excited to be here. Um, wow, that was pretty cool, huh? Um, that was our I new theme. So. Yeah, I think I think that was that was pretty damn badass. Um, thank you to, to Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Sunderland, INN member. Um, that that's she she made this for me, and thank you. It's awesome. Um, like shit makes me want to cry. It's so great. Uh, it's exactly what I what, what I hope for, and. Wow, huh? <clears throat> so, what network is this? I don't know. What network is this? E. Heller, what's going on? Eric T. Red, how are you? Welcome to see you. So glad, as always. Um, okay, so, what's up, dude? I'm looking at you now. Reef, nice. he's that guy sitting next to me. So, welcome, everybody, to How Do We Miss That? It's Sunday night, so it's time for How Do We Miss That? How Do We Miss That is a show and podcast. Streaming live on Rockvid, YouTube, Twitch, Rumble, Facebook, Twitter, Odyssey, and Telegram. Yeah, we're we're live on Telegram. Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, reviewing a few big stories that we haven't seen covered much in our independent media channels this week. Available on all your favorite podcast platforms, too. Hosted by Indy, that's me, founder and editor of independentleft.news, as you just heard. Uh, leftist.today, also the Substack. Don't forget the Substack. That's where all those people's videos, uh, in, in those videos, you can find their their content, their videos. Uh, and then I got this guy sitting next to me, Reef Breeland. Uh, he's the creator of the Jimmy Dore Discord, unofficial Jimmy Dore Discord. But more importantly, he's the host of Reef for After Dark. He had a great episode on Saturday, on Friday night. And INN really News, fun. it was fun. And then uh, and then INN mm-hmm. News every, every Wednesday night, which we are, what, 20... Four episode twenty six into something like that. Yeah, we're something like mm-hmm. that. Couple, you know, a couple dozen change. Twenty four, twenty five, <clears throat> something it, it, like I that. Confuse it with Reefer After Dark too, which is close to the same. Right. They're they're yeah. well, but pretty soon news will probably pass Reefer. But uh, all the stories yeah. were, that we're going to cover tonight were featured in Independent Left News during this week. Please make sure to share this link, like the stream, subscribe to our channel, and all the platforms that you watch, listen. Literally, we're everywhere. I said where we are. Uh, slash 24. I N, yeah, pretty much. 
IND Left News. Uh, anything slash IND Left News will basically get you to anywhere that you want on any platform for us. <clears throat> I did want to give special thank yous, of course, to Jimmy. Like I said, Jimmy Sunderland. Uh, go to Image, I-M-I-J Productions. I-M-I-J underscore Productions on Twitter. Follow her. Um, she's badass. She made the, the, this and really appreciate her doing that. Then we've got Phantom Osfanto, our editor, always. Big Mad Crab doing the thumbnails. Actually, I did the thumbnail this week, and you can tell that it's not nearly as good because Crab didn't do it. And, of course, we've got Fred Edward, uh, and we've got uh, uh, Ed over there, and we've got resident skeptic Chris Gilman over on Twitter and Instagram, and we've got our ticker, and we got a new patron this week. Kel Kelly, thank you so much for, for subscribing, and it's the, the, the cutest and funniest thing. Kelly came into the Discord. She said, I'm vain. I'm sorry I'm vain, but I want to see my name in the scrolling ticker at the bottom. So here's a patron, and we love what you guys do, and I really appreciate it. And we love you, and we appreciate that too. And so glad that you decided to join Discord and, and support what we're doing. And literally, the money just goes back into streaming software and supporting other content creators. We don't look to make any money with this at all. We put everything that we have back into this to make better shows and to support the content creators that make up Independent Left News. Uh, and INN, Indie News Network. Don't forget about our, our friends and brothers and sisters over at Indie News Network. And that's weird. I, I, mm. Somehow that's missing, but, oh, here we go. We are both founding members of Indie News Network, a collaborative family Look of 20, 23 independent content creators. Hey, how about that? All the stories, like I said, <clears throat> were featured in independent. And there is Kelly. Yay! Welcome, Kelly. Good to see you. So awesome. All right. So uh, we've got some stories. Um, I'm sorry. They're pretty damn awful again. we got quick ones to get through, and then we'll get to some we'll get rid of the nightmare fuel and we'll, we'll get to some fun stuff. Uh, I didn't want to mention that we are on Rockfin and the Rockfin chat is pinned up at the top. I can actually, uh, the, the Rockfin link on YouTube. I can actually put Rockfin chats up on screen now as well. So, and we do, we are actually monetized on Rockfin again, not that we're looking for donations. We're just, again, if you can't afford, totally understand if you want to hook us up, Totally great. You can right there. And that's a good way to, to donate and support the channel. So uh, we're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash IND left news. Everything is IND left news. So let's mm -hmm. go to Indie main. And there you see. Okay. Check it out. That's that's the, uh, the Rockfin chat right there where it's me saying hi, everyone. But if it's just going to be me, I'll turn that off. And I can turn that on and off. Badass. All right, so this is the thumbnail. Everybody saw tonight. We're going to cover a few different things. Pakistan floods is going to be later. First, we're going to cover some strikes. It is Labor Day weekend, so we want to cover some labor. Uh, and there is a lot of, of labor, and I, I'm i probably not going to be the first one to coin it, but this is absolutely turning into strike timber. Uh, I don't I don't care who, who wants to talk about it, but um, yeah, Rockfin Chat Technology. How about that, Eric T. Red? Yes, uh, I, think, I, I think that might have been a little bit of a of a hat tip to this dude who does it over on the Savvy Saps channel, honestly. He, uh, mm -hmm. he, he inspired me to figure out how to do it over on, on, on our system, and it works great, and I really appreciate him doing it. He's badass. Go, go follow Eric, Eric T. Red. Uh, he's, got a, he's got a crime and punishment channel over on YouTube also. He's a great supporter of this channel. We love him to death. He's just terrific. Uh, everyone, even Oz, and Oz is probably going to be here if he's not here already. Uh, Oz always talks about how great Eric is, too. So... So we got Pakistan floods. We got some strikes. God, that was Pakistan floods. Wow, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. And then Jack. Yep. And then oh my God, like so we had these stories, and I got four stories, and it was gonna be a quick thing. And I'm like, you know what? We got 
we got to do a story about this. Number one, and we're gonna we're gonna bring in the Queen of Water to to do this. So let's get started with our first story. And look at this. We now have thumbnails specific to the stories. School staff strikes. This is what happened, right? This is what's happening. Mm-hmm. So waging nonviolence, which is certainly something that we like to do. Um, you know, as people go back to school, staff strike. Uh, for better pay and conditions. And this is widespread. Staffing shortages, burnout, large classroom sizes have spurred strikes at schools and campuses across the country. Kind of music to our ears, but at the same time, it's awful because it's gotten to this point and these educators feel like they have nothing else, no other option at this point. And it, and, and I feel awful for them, but so happy that they are doing this and that they're standing up and saying enough. So... As students across the country return to their classrooms for the 2022-23 academic year, teachers and other employees have been raising the alarm over widespread staffing shortages, low pay, safety concerns, and unfair contracts. On Monday, over 500 staff members at American University in Washington, D.C. kicked off a five-day strike demanding higher wages and equitable pay structures after weeks of failed contract negotiations between the university and SEIU Local 500, which represents the workers, Many of the striking workers uh, serve as advisors for first-year students, including Roshanna Abraham. Okay, so they're going to tell you about the story. The employees first unionized in 2020, but he says they struggled to secure good-faith negotiations from the university and have failed to reach a fair contract since then. So he's saying, quote, okay. first, sem- yeah, right? <clears throat> first semester is largely about personal development and what it means to be uh, in a community, and the second semester is about anti-racism and anti-oppression. So what he teaches his students is what he's living right now. Part of the reason he's on strike is because he actually believes the stuff that he teaches students. And that's cool. University staff members, including admins, who make as little as $32,000 a year, voted 91% in favor of the strike and are demanding an increase of 9% over two years. That's not very much to correspond with the rate of inflation. Probably not even keeping up. Yeah. Uh, they also filed unfair labor practice charges against the university for explicitly excluding employees in the union's bargaining units from merit-based raises. Here we go again. Punishing, punishing organizing employees. According to Abraham, the wages will ultimately benefit students who ultimately cycle through multiple advisors in their first year due to the department's high turnover rate. Of course. Even as, they're, yep. even, even as they face resistance... From the university administration, Abraham says the striking workers have experienced an outpouring of, stu- uh, of support from students and non-unionized colleagues. Again, not really surprising. Quote, our president is amongst the most well-paid presidents in the country. They could settle this contract for less than that. Okay. Sylvia Burwell earns well over a million dollars, or earns one million dollars a year. She's the president. Instead, they've dug their heels and have ignored us and stonewalled us. Their plan was clearly to just wait us out. Now, I'm guessing that their contract is probably worth more than the difference of whatever her salary over a million dollars a year would be, plus what's the going rate of a university president. They don't have to pay that. But other labor actions among educators and school staff have been linked to widespread staffing shortages, often driven by low pay and a sense of burnout exacerbated by the pandemic. On a K-12 level, teachers have also expressed exasperation at 
with so-called culture wars, increasingly restrictive attacks on anti-racist education and LGBTQ rights in schools. I was literally talking to an 85-year-old neighbor at a barbecue today, and he starts talking to me about critical race theory. I'm like, look, I think it's really important to teach about slavery and what happened in this country and not sugarcoat mm -hmm. that for our kids. He's like, yeah, but at what age? He's like, yeah, but at what age? He's like, eh. I'm like, look, I would say eight, nine, 10, if not younger, but there are children yeah. that are experiencing that on a daily basis at, at birth. Yeah. I mean, so third, fourth, fifth grade, you could probably start <laughs> introducing that like pretty right. easy. I, I would think, yeah. but, uh, but again, that there yeah, are, earlier than that. I mean, there are again, comment uh, in the chat, <laughs> Eric T. Rick, right. Pre-K K kids, I'm sure might have some opinions. I, I would say that Eric would also say that he experiences it daily already. Like, so he would hope that right. we would want to teach our children early and, and often. Mm -hmm. And, and, and he's absolutely right. Um, and, and about, well, this is, but, but the depths of, so, of exactly how brutal slavery was, I don't know exactly yeah. when, when you introduce your children to that. That's a, that's a harder question. Okay. Um, right. Well, and this is, this is the admins you know, uh, I mean, low pay, burnout, like, on top of, like, the, the I mean, the, 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 the turnover is the big deal, right? I know Savvy Sabs was talking about this recently, and that, that turnover is, is much higher among African-American admin and, you know, African-American teachers, for sure, right? Um, especially when you get to, like, colleges of, like, Ivy League status, you know? Hmm. So... And yeah, Cornell and again, West this is talking about this recently. And, you know. and this and this is American University, and Colin is mentioning teachers teach cultural uh, response uh, response of curriculum, not CRT. That's in college or grad school. We are talking college here, but I, I know what yes. you're saying, and and what you're talking about specifically is about teaching kids at a younger age, which is a whole different thing. And I I totally agree with you there. And Kelly um, is saying, you know. Republicans in her state are running on the midterms on a platform of not allowing critical race theory in schools at all. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you can't whitewash history and that's, yeah, it's called American university. Absolutely. Yipper. But let's, let's go back and finish and finish the article here. So um, Wednesday, the first day of classes was delayed in one of Seattle's largest school districts. Also after the members of the Kent Edu education association voted to strike over the district's failure to negotiate a contract with adequate pay and more manageable class sizes. Right. Uh, in Philadelphia, roughly 4,000 school district workers, including bus drivers and cleaners, represented by another SEIU, voted to authorize a strike if the district's unable to negotiate a new contract offering higher salaries and better training. Good. And, of course, in Ohio's largest school system, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, um, Staff reached a conceptual agreement, quote unquote, with the Columbus Board of Ed after roughly 4,500 teachers, librarians, nurses, counselors, and other employees went on strike for the first time since 1975 on the first day of school. For four days. Yep. I love this. I mean, look, I want to see workers, teachers, the essential workers paid and treated fairly and not have to dig into their pocket like they do. And, you know, the, I'm a parent. These, these teachers teach my kids. 
they need to be taken care of and they're not being taken yeah, care of. Yep. All right. So again, for four days, strikers, parents, and students picketed for hours at 20 different locations across the 47,000 student system. Strike came after five months of failed negotiations and a Columbus Education Association vote in which 94% of members rejected the district's most recent offer, right? And again, we're going to talk yeah. about this. Uh, teachers were calling for officials to address issues with the heating and air conditioning systems in the district's buildings. Like I said, Which working conditions. Ridiculous. Holy yeah, shit. Like schools don't have air conditioning, folks. <laughs> okay, like people don't realize this. Like, especially in their twenties and thirties. They're like, what? Wait, what? Put they don't... 20, 20 heavy breathing children in a room with you and see if you don't want AC real quick. Right? Like holy what? shit. Yeah, and they just give them a fan. They say, open a window, fuckers. And it's 105 degrees right. outside with no breeze. Okay, yeah. thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. All right. And so, even that would be better. Like. So this is know. funny. I didn't even realize that the little play here on, on one of our friends and, and members probably in the chat right now. But, uh, yeah. okay. So, um, they want to plan more time for curricula, for teachers, curriculum changes, and solutions to large class sizes. Right. They have to figure this stuff out. Now. They carried signs. Well, where have I seen? We're carrying signs now. That's usually somebody who's hanging out in our chat. They carried signs that said, Columbus schools deserve working air, a history lesson in progress, and on strike for the schools our students deserve. Wow, that I believe that's actually in our thumbnail. Colin oh. wants to recommend if the if if the classroom has windows open. Right. If they open. if you can even open the windows more than just a crack or at all. Right. At in, all. In or the window. Right. So, quote. Like, from, okay. So, this is CEA spokesperson Regina Fuentes. She says that in multiple efforts to negotiate through the media after walking away from the bargaining table, the school board has desperately tried to make this strike about teacher salary, teacher professional development, and teacher leaves. Let me be clear. This, state, this strike is about our students who deserve a commitment to modern schools with heating and air conditioning, smaller class sizes, and a well-rounded curriculum that includes art, music, and PE, which they're cutting. Holy crap, how hard is that? How hard is that? Thank you. Like, we've been asking for it for, like, fucking decades. Who Who is Sarah? Okay, she's she's an independent journalist. She's written and freelanced. She's been in documented in Univision and and the American Prospect. Uh, she's, she's, she's cool. We, we like Sarah. Thank you so much, Oz, for the $2 tip. That's badass. See that? We can, we can put that up on, on screen. Hey everybody, yeah, uh, appreciate it, fam. Yeah, we got rock. Go check out Roar Media. If check you out Roar already. Media. Yeah, da da definitely sub to yeah. Roar Media on Beauty in the everywhere. Pool. Yep, do some funny stuff, man. Oh, tra Trailer Park. What? What's the the new oh. the newest show? Is hilarious. Shonda. Uh, is that what it is? Trailer yeah. Park Pundits. She's she's great. I love Shonda. She's so shout out to Shonda. Shout out to Oz. Ricky. <sighs> uh, okay, Ricky. so let me. So that's Sarah. And now we're say okay on strike like we said on strike for the schools our students deserve there it is right there on the thumbnail and i'm going to preview that but first reef and i are going to talk for a minute and we'll check out chat and say hi there we're carrying signs check that out we have people carrying signs and they said we're carrying signs awesome what's up welcome <sighs> see that we shouted you out i love you thank you so much for your yeah. support and being here all the time and you know from from early on we know we know who the who the OGs that that are here and support us and 
we we don't ever plan to to forget about everyone. Oh my goodness, Rick Rick Solis. Oh my, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for the for the shout out on the opening. Good to see you. Rick, Rick and Rick is a big fan of Joe. Also, we know that the Rick and Joe are friends. So yeah. Eric T. Red, yeah. School years are gonna be. This school's gonna be a shit show. Yeah, I got I got twins going into first grade, man. It's yeah. Here's Colin saying American University has an endowment of close to a billion dollars, and they're paying advisors yeah, minimum he, wage. Holy. He covered a lot of that yeah. this last week on uh Iana News about the endowments that all of those cats are getting, which is like the numbers is ridiculous. Like I know UT is like. Up there, those longhorn motherfuckers, like they're they got lots of cash from those endowments. Um essentially government slush fund money, like you know, like that they should be able to put to workers. You know, and they're not. Cali, Oregon, um, yep, the strip club state. You know, the the quote unquote yep. lefty state. That's where we're getting it, okay? Um you know, if the classroom has windows that can open, exactly. Eller. Public schools are intentionally sabotaged by privatizers and people who prefer to keep the general public poorly educated and obedient. They want yep. obedient workers, yes. And Betsy DeVos, as the Secretary of Education, of course, was one of the most influential people yeah. in being able to influence to deal with, you know, allocate funds and do all kinds of so many like Ridiculous. So many politicians now support pr private, like, education in one way, like, and Florida was bad about it for a while. They make fake private schools to, like, get, like, that's a thing that happens here. Like, like, and they, they, get, they get found out and, like, suddenly there's no school, you know? No. Like, they were sending all these kids somewhere. Like, it, it's ridiculous. Well, now, um, now it's it's okay. It's too hot, and there's no air conditioning in the building. Kids, you gotta go home. Parents, working oh. parents, what are you supposed to do? They're sending kids home like for the day, or they're closing fucking school, canceled school. Now what? That's it's ridiculous. And like, like the teachers on top of that, like, what are you supposed to do? What is it like? Anyway, yeah, um, that's that's kind of it. But well, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to do this. Teacher strike in Ohio wins. Well, sort of, again. And and that's, it says that they went on strike and won. That more than 4,000 of our members, again, this is Kenny Stanzo, Common Dreams, and the common is blacked out, and I, it's green against the green screen. I don't know why, but anyway. Teachers Union in Ohio, like I said, more than 4,000 members stood strong on the picket line. Community joined the fight, and they won victories on multiple issues. So CEA spokesperson, right? Ah, gotcha. Wrong way. So, shout out to Princess Moss. First of all, I do. She's great tweets and coverage on the ground here in Columbus on the picket line with Brave Columbus Educating uh, Association Union family family and their communities. They fight for better learning conditions, smaller class sizes, and ensuring students have art, music, and PE instruction. All right. Um, Princess took the photo that, that we used in our cover photo. And again, thank you so much for covering this and for your amazing photos here. And follow, mm -hmm. follow Princess R. Moss at Princess R. Moss on Twitter for great coverage of this. So, 
Students, teachers, support staff in Ohio's largest school district turned to the classroom Monday after the Public Education Association won a new contract and ended its week-long strike. That sounds like they won. So students are the most important investment in this entire nation. I believe the children are future. Yeah, I had to do it. I had to. God, you didn't have yes, to. Yes, yeah, I kind of did. Because um, you were going to if I didn't. So I had to. No, I was not. Yeah, you kind of. You don't know me. Yeah. Gathered at the local Um, minor minor league ballpark Sunday, CEA members voted seventy-one percent to twenty-nine percent to approve a three-year contract with Columbus with Columbus City Schools that satisfies the most that most of the union's demands, which revolved around improving students' learning environments and opportunities. We are so excited to get back to where to where we belong. Like I said, our classrooms doing what we do best: educating students and shaping the future of our great city, which is the same woman of Regina Fuentes, who we quoted earlier. And here's one of the tweets from the CEA. I'm trying to, I was trying to find like actual more photos and stuff, but I couldn't there. So what does the agreement include? What kind of teeth did they get? A A contractual guarantee that all student learning areas will be climate controlled no later than the start of the 2025, 26 school year, including installation of, Heating, ventilation, and air conditioning in buildings currently without HVAC and in buildings that currently only have partial HVAC. That's important. Right. They're getting reductions in class size caps in all grade bands, lowering the number of students in every classroom by two over the course of the contract. Again, that's a three-year contract. And the first ever limitations of the numbers of buildings assigned to each elementary art, music, and physical education teachers with scheduling intended for one specialist per subject area per building. Yes. I mean, we had an art teacher for my elementary school. Yeah. I had a, I went to a K through eight art. Uh, again, I'm a little older. I'm yes. Almost, uh, art, uh, art uh, music, like. Right. There was an art teacher shop. and there was a music teacher. We right. didn't have, we didn't even have woodshop, but there was an art, there was a yeah. school art teacher and there was a school music teacher. And between the art teacher mm-hmm. and the music teacher, they also put on the school play. So there was a drama teacher. Yep. All right? Yep. So, quote, it's important to remember that just 10 short days ago, our last bargaining session before the strike, CEA was told no on guaranteed air conditioning and heat in every building, no on class size reductions in middle and high schools, and no on improved access to art, middle, music, and PE at the elementary level. Pretty, pretty decent. Again... This is why, because more than 4,000 of our members stood strong. And we won victories on all three of these issues. In in addition to much-needed improvements in learning and working conditions, roughly 4,500-member union, representing teachers, librarians, nurses, counselors, and other education professionals, was able to secure better pay and benefits. Thank goodness. How much? Probably not much. Here's how much. 4% raise in each year of the three-year agreement, which actually is better than I was getting at my job. Um, and the first ever contractual limitation on the number of CEA positions, like we said, that can be outsourced to out-of-town corporations, <laughs> thereby ensuring that our students are educated by experienced professionals from our local community. And why are they doing that? Why? Because it's cheaper. But there are plenty of people that get staffed locally. And then a paid parental leave program for teachers. Also really important, especially when you have a, a profession that's dominated by women. They didn't even have paid parental leave. Holy shit. Crazy. <clears throat> like just maternity leave, not even like 
I'm, I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, the new pact is a result of CEA's first strike since 1975. Like I said, 94% of members voted to authorize the work stoppage last Sunday after a months long negotiations with Columbus City Schools, which the union accused of walking away from the bargaining table collapsed just ahead of the start of the fall semester. District's 47,000 plus students spent the first three days of the academic school year online. School board held a special meeting to ratify the contract at 8 a.m. Central on Monday, about 30 minutes after students at some schools began in-person instruction. Ow. On Sunday, Fuente stressed that the teachers and sports staff nationwide are tired of settling for the status quo. Not just teachers and support staff. Guess what? Parents, too. We support you. The expressed hope the CEA's victory will motivate other workers and communities to take action to defend public education from the long-standing and intensifying attacks that have led to increasingly understaffed and ill-equipped classrooms. Also, the low pay and the critical rate, it's making people, why the hell do you want to be a teacher when you make less and have to deal with all this nonsense and you're not getting able to educate the kids in the way that you think you can educate the kids? Okay, like, right. like she says, they need to put more of an investment in our students because they are the most important investment in this entire nation. It starts here, but we want to keep it going. So that's what we're going to go when next. You were talking about, you were talking about the... Um... <laughs> Like the parents and stuff being involved with that, where it's like I remember uh, Steph Zimarano or whatever a uh, long time ago was talking about, um, like what, what you know, the the parents are should be the ones you go to first as a teacher when you strike. Like, you know, you 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 send out flyers and stuff. And she was a head of the teachers union at one point, I think, and like did that. Um, yep. yep. Oh, so, again. We love our teachers. We rage against the green screen. That's right. That's right, Yipper. That's great. <laughs> Just a thought. The police force in, in our little town uh, eats up 45% of the city budget. Why don't we pay them less and buy some damn air conditioning? That's terrible. My school, actually, the, the school yep. budget, at my town, the school budget eats up 50% of our property taxes. 50 percent okay because we get the, the I, I, breakdown i feel like it should be more even like well the thing is, is like except that when you don't have children that's a lot of mm-hmm. your money not going sure. to okay still sp- supporting my four by eight free assange side on the pacific coast highway okay uh aka the carpet begging call uh california's called the, the 101 yeah the californians we take it to the 101 down 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 to the five and down to the 72 Yes, uh, that's funny signs. Um, Ellie's saying she's so old. They were still teaching business ethics when she was in school. Oh, my God. Business ethics. That makes you think of the Billy Madison clip. <laughs> when he's on stage, and that's one of the topics, business ethics. And, and of course, Bradley Whitford, <laughs> he can't think of anything because he has. It's great. Okay. Yeah, what, is, what does that even mean? That's great. I love it. Business ethics is actually what I try to practice because you can actually do things and you build products to help people that make yourself money and actually do help them and it doesn't have to rip people off. That's what business ethics actually are, treating people fairly and decently. And I try to exercise them because I have to participate in this system we call capitalism, but I'm at least trying to soften it out in my own little way. So 
Uh, yeah, yeah, Skipper, Kelly, it was a required class, and it should be. You know, you should, they should teach you how to treat people right in your community, even though you shouldn't have to be taught. Some, some people do, <laughs> you know. Um, so then we got Uprise. The average wage of a cop in Seattle is what? Order of a million dollars. Yeah, it's right? ridiculous. Come on. Like without OT, right? Come on. Wow. And that's like without the moonlighting and the side jobs and the everything else. Holy crap. No, that's got to be with OT. That's got to be with OT. Um, you think? Well, they do funky stuff with OT with them, right? Um, Like they can just pretty much decide that it's OT. Something like that. Um, yeah. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to get to the next story. Uh, again, we it's Labor Day weekend. We talked about teachers striking, and now we're going to talk about nurses striking. And we love nurses just as much as we love teachers. We appreciate them. They are, again, essential workers. And this is, this hurts. And I just hope this can come to a resolution sooner rather than later. Um, but this is, this is what's happening out there because people are literally desperate and being pushed to the brink. So what's going on? The largest private sector nurses strike in U.S. history is coming to Minnesota. 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 Um, Brett Wilkins over at Common Dreams. He's one of the best. Love him to death. Uh, again, we had two Common Dreams articles this week because they're fantastic. If you can go over and support Common Dreams, even though they don't go well against the green screen, please do. Common Dreams is one of the best outlets out there, uncorrupted, that's putting out anti-capitalist and 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 lefty news for sure um, with, with a slant against corruption and against both parties. Um, that's where you could find Ralph Nader and you can find several different, uh, uh, Jeffrey Sachs publishes there, a lot of different excellent uncorrupted writers co-publish and, and we'll, we'll, pub, we'll put their stuff there too. So what hospital CEOs, like we said, <laughs> sounds like, sounds like the, uh, the school district with million dollar salaries can afford to put patients before profits in our hospital and do right by Minnesota nurses yet yeah, not going to happen. All right. So what's going on here? After months of fruitless negotiations with their multimillionaire employers over fair contracts, safe staffing, and other issues uh, uh, during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, 15,000 nurses at more than a dozen Minnesota hospitals are set to walk off the job later this month in what their union is calling the largest private sector nurses strike in U.S. history. And it may or may not be the Kaiser permanent day one was pretty big, but they didn't actually do it. They settled. So. Like they said, our healthcare and our profession are in crisis. Today's a somber day. Minnesota Nurse Association President Mary Turner said during a Thursday news conference announcing the three-day strike. It's only a three-day strike, but it is a, I mean, three days without nurses is pretty rough, uh, which is set to start September 12th. So they have time to fix this. Our healthcare and our profession are in crisis. Everywhere in Minnesota. Nurses have watched CEOs with million-dollar salaries understaff our units, pushing us to do more with less, even before the pandemic hit. Nurses do not take this decision lightly, but we are determined to take a stand at the bargaining table and on the sidewalk if necessary to put patients before profits in our hospitals. Hell yes. So last month, MNA's 15,000 members voted overwhelmingly in favor of a strike after nurses say Efforts to negotiate solutions to short staffing retention and better patient care fail. 
There you go. There's them at a press conference, literally announcing. 15,000 Minnesota nurses will strike for three days at 15 hospitals in the Twin Cities and Duluth area. You, you're not going to let me? Aww. Uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, it is no for the moment is lost. The moment is lost. I didn't realize you were reading. I, I just thought I just thought you were just just riffing. But okay, I didn't realize you were reading. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't... Area and what the union says is the largest private sector nurses strike in U.S. history. Uh, Mary Turner, Minnesota Nurses Association president. Oh I, yeah, you betcha. I don't. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, what? you betcha is basically what what you heard. But <laughs> but yeah, you, you're oh, gonna yeah. hear you're gonna you're gonna hear right here. What what she mm -hmm. says. The strike's gonna begin. On September 12th, after the required 10-day notice period, they have to tell the, the hospital they're going to do this 10 days in advance. Why? So they can gab up and do all the... Okay. And in fact, 15 hospitals run by many of the state's largest health systems, including Alina, Health Partners, Children's Minnesota, Fairview Health Services, North Memorial, Essentia, and St. Luke's Duluth. The nurses are yeah. seeking 30% increases to pay benefits over the next three years. Proposal that hospital leaders say is financially impossible after more than two years of financial strain during the pandemic. Hospital leaders encountered with raises of about 10% over three years, which they say would be the largest raises for nurses in 15 years, except they haven't been getting substantial raises for 15 years. So thanks. Nurses say hospitals are dangerously understaffed, leading to more patient injuries like bids, bed sores, and falls. Recent report from Minnesota Department of Health those adverse health health events were up 33% in 2021 from 2020. And last year, nurses filed nearly 8,000 reports of unsafe staffing levels, an increase of 300% in 2014. Hmm, let's see. Is capitalism the cause? Corporate healthcare policies in our hospitals have left nurses understaffed and overworked. While all patients are overcharged, local hospitals and services are closed. And executives take home million-dollar paychecks, said M&A's first vice president, Chris Rubesh, an RN at Essentia Health in Duluth, in a statement. Quote, nurses mm -hmm. have one priority in our hospitals to take care of our patients, he added. And uh, we are determined to fight for fair contracts so nurses can stay at the bedside to provide the quality care our patients deserve. Amen. And you don't see million-dollar nurses... There should be, but I don't see any. So, you want to you you want to go for this one? This is this is their representative. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, throughout the pandemic, nurses have put their lives on the line and still face unprecedented challenges every day. I support Minnesota nurses. They deserve a fair contract. <clears throat> and my guess is that Rep. Betty McCollum is probably going against some pretty powerful donor donor interests in this case, but she's made a calculated oh, yeah? interest that oh yeah, oh yeah. If she <laughs> if she, if she doesn't you do bet. it, she 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 may lose her seat. You betcha. So mm -hmm. so going against the nurses looks bad, and and they put her oh, in an impossible. Be a doof. They put be her in an impass. They put her in an impassable position. <clears throat> Right. M&A members also highlighted the pay gap between healthcare executives and nurses. Hey, hey, how about that? For example, M Health Fairview CEO James Harrifer's three and a half million dollar compensation. Million. 
is 40 yeah. times it's 40 times that of the average rn at the company's hospitals while essentia health ceo david herman at nearly 2.7 million makes just a measly 38 times more than the average rn salary at his firm's facility hmm. despite the fact that hospital executives to earn continue to earn significant raises on their million dollar salaries such as hereford who took a 90 percent raise in 2019 m a said because he really he was really Jones and, and hurting at that multi-million dollar salary to begin with. These same CEOs are offering nurses average annual increases of around only four percent, well below the current rate of inflation and climbing cost of, of living. And again, that's what the teachers just accepted in Columbus, four percent over three years per year. Right? But there in schools, you don't have million millionaire CEOs that are that are pocketing tons of cash and it looks terrible. Hospital CEOs with million-dollar salaries could afford to put patients before profits in our hospital and to do right by our Minnesota nurses. Now, again, reducing a salary by a million dollars or by a million and a half dollars is not going to cover the cost of contract to these nurses. And I'm guessing that's the argument. But when you add up the increases to all of the different executives, and then they're going to say, well, that's the going market rate for, for a top-quality executive. Well, we understand, but the pay gap is is just insane. I mean, it's it's unsustainable. So yeah, yeah, that's that's where we're gonna go next. But in the meantime, all righty. Uh, so shout out to everyone over at Camp Data. Camp Data is probably still happening out in the Hamptons. If you are able to watch and listen so. and get any signal whatsoever i know they had sketchy internet out there but we love you guys so proud of you for for organizing and putting this thing together they had a three-day camping trip out in the hamptons and some of the pictures if you do if you search hashtag camp dada or if you search uh at info change camp on twitter there's also at camp dada on instagram um, again, that was Lucy Blue Moon Red Wine, the Bank Sisters. There were tons of other people involved in organizing. Uh, INN member and, of course, our creative director, Big Mad Crab, was made a lot of the creative stuff. Uh, other people were also involved as well. Um, again, support, direct action, support, organizing, support, lefties getting together and having fun and Having a good cause. I know they had a, a burn your debt thing. There was even a way to participate at home. I've been sharing their stuff. I hope everybody goes over, likes it, and shares for sure. Um, you're Brown. Welcome. Yeah, I, I agree that longer strikes would be great. Except again, when you've got school strikes, especially that that puts parents in real problem mm -hmm. areas for work. Um, e Heller, if we gave nurses more money and support. We'll need to cut back on the ICU beds we already undersupply. And right. And how many ICU beds did they say we needed versus how many we have, et cetera? Like just yeah. We learned all about that in the beginning of pandemic, didn't we, Ed? Mm -hmm. All right. Um what else do we have here? Okay. Signs. I still think a week long general strike during Rig Machine Day, hey, November 7th through 11th, will make a point to our so-called representatives. I kind of like that idea mm -hmm. um, because yep. it also boycotts and tells people to go shove it 
uh, for for twenty twenty two. Um, mm-hmm. but we all again, which is yeah, that's fine. Again, I I'm gonna vote independent, so my vote isn't gonna influence their shit one way or another either way. So more strikes, absolutely, Gear Brow, welcome. Good to see you tonight. Um, everybody's here. Signs BRB, okay, good good to know that. All right, but yeah, I mean, I, I think longer strikes too. But again, when you've got nurses in hospitals and hospitals that are already understaffed and nurses spread thin, and now they have no nurses, I mean, sure. hope you're not so. Yeah, no. Glad I'm not sick. You I know, mean, like, like doctor, doctor. Yeah. Glad I'm like, not sick. Like, that's that's the whole point of a negotiation is to make sure that you feel right. that squeeze and that, that you, you have actually, leverage. Yes, that's the leverage of. Right. All right. Like, so that's, that's the thing is that like. They're not going to find qualified people soon enough. They're not going to like, you know, the longer you go, the more the parents are pissed off, you know, and it doesn't mean you can't support the children while doing so. You already have most of their contact info. You already have like, you know, support the children. Like, right. Like that doesn't mean that doesn't, you've already learned how to teach remotely mainly like, you know, let me do this. Um, Minimize all the DMs. But I'm going to bring up some mm-hmm. tweets and I'm going to show you guys some, some shit. Um, and a lot of this is actually in the slideshow. So I'll go through the slideshow and then we'll go through the one video that I wanted to show you. But mm-hmm. And I got to get some links in here in the, in the chat and description uh, about how to support efforts in Pakistan and, and what's happening over there. That's where we're going to go next. Um, is we're going to talk about Pakistan and what's happening over there. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's bad climate crisis as well as yeah, it's it's real bad. Yep. Um, it it's at a historic level that that nobody's really even seen or talked about or heard of before. Um, due to increased monsoon rains and caused by climate change, Pakistan has been hit by catastrophic. Catastrophic floods, killing over a thousand people and displacing thousands more. Again, one of the best left voice, Molly Rosenzweig. This was almost a week ago already, and they've been dealing with the effects of this and the after effects of this. Um, now for a week plus, and it's still really bad. So, and I'll show you some more stuff. Devastating floods occurring across Pakistan, there due to monsoon rains. Since June, more than a thousand people have been killed by floods. Thousands more being displaced, having to go without food. Capitalism makes these disasters a new normal with workers, particularly those of the global south bearing the brunt. Of course, this is a very lefty, left voice, socialist um, outlet. Climate change causes torrential flooding in Pakistan, dispossessing millions due to increased monsoon rains, like we said. Did I just go backwards? Yeah. Just this weekend, tens of thousands of people had to flee their homes in northern Pakistan due to floods. There are many more that still need to be rescued. More than 33 million people have been affected over the past few weeks. Millions of homes have been destroyed. Infrastructure, roads, bridges, damaged or destroyed. Over millions of acres of farmland. I'm going to show you some pictures. But the thing is, like, the article didn't have any. I'm like, how can you not show this devastation? This is not merely one or a few bad storms. Climate change, like we've talked about, is ravaging our planet. 
with those in the global south being affected disproportionately. Pakistan usually has yep. three to four cycles of monsoon rain, but this year it's already in its eighth, with the possibility of another cycle in September. Balochistan and Sindh, two of the hardest hit provinces, provinces have received 400% more rain than the 30-year average. So far this year, rainfall is 780% above average levels and has surpassed the levels of rain from the catastrophic floods, catastrophic floods of 2010. So according to their climate change minister, how about that? They have a climate change minister, everyone. Right. Cool. Pakistan is living through a serious climate con uh, catastrophe, one of the hardest in the decade. We are at the moment at the ground zero of the front line of extreme weather events in an unrelenting cascade of heat waves, forest fires, flash floods, multiple glacial lake outbursts, flood events, and now the monster monsoon of the decade is wreaking nonstop havoc throughout the country. Government declared a state of emergency. Yeah. So government declared a state of emergency. Army and rescue workers have been deployed to rescue and evacuate people, set up flood and relief centers and provide aid. But let's send a billion dollars to Ukraine and another billion dollars to Taiwan. I'm sorry, 13 billion mm -hmm. to, to Ukraine and another 2 billion to Taiwan. For what? Rescuing those in remote regions has been difficult due to lack of infrastructure. Because of the country's lack of resources, officials have, been, have asked for international aid. Government received criticism for being unprepared for the disaster due to the lack of infrastructure and rescue and relief protocols. But when you're hit with double the monsoons in a season, Pakistan's been forced to implement austerity measures so that the IMF releases bailout money so that they don't have enough money and resources to serve their own people in times of crises. This shows how imperialism creates even worse conditions for semi-colonies. Pakistan and other nations in the global, global south are underdeveloped and polluted because their entire economies are based on providing for wealthy imperialist powers. <laughs> These floods are only one example of disasters brought by climate change. From the current drought, record drought in China to the record-breaking heat wave in Europe early this summer, we are already seeing the devastating effects of climate change. Capitalism cannot solve climate change where the insatiable drive for profits is prioritized above human lives. Fighting for tepid reforms is not enough. We need to fight for a socialist system where human needs and the planet are taken care of, not destroyed for the profits of the few. Flooding is becoming increasingly, and com increasingly common and disproportionately harms working class and oppressed communities. We need to nationalize and redirect resources to build infrastructure that can withstand flooding and provide aid to communities displaced and harmed by the ravages of climate catastrophe. Yeah. So, I said we got some tweets. Mm -hmm. This is the first one shared by Joshua Potash, and as of last night, it had almost 100,000 likes on it. And this just shows, again, so bad, you can literally see a massive lake from space right there that was this just yep covered in blue yep what can Hundreds we do to homes and hashtag psw encourage you to contribute in cash and kind to support humanitarian efforts uh, uh, organizations and their flood relief efforts donate no to at edhi.org. Donate 
please, if you can, to support this. Holy crap. They're going to need a lot of help. UN yep. warned on Friday, again, disastrous floods in Pakistan will put tremendous burden on efforts to bring flood to bring food to neighboring Afghanistan due to its desire humanitarian its dire humanitarian situation. So it's going to make Afghanistan even worse. That's what that's telling me. And then we've got, of course, yep. <laughs> here's good news. CENTCOM of the U.S. military has said that it's sending a team to Pakistan to figure out what support the Pentagon can provide amid deadly floods. Well, okay, how, time how, how did the Pentagon how did the Pentagon cause this flood? Now, my conspiracy theory, Brian, is already, you know. No, well, they've got those weather like, machines for sure. Um, sure, but that's the next one. So not only is it flooding there, you can't get clean water elsewhere. Welcome to climate change 2022. I hate to say it, but kind of Al Gore was a little bit right there when it came to, uh, you know, that movie and, and some of the things that were predicted. But this is what I wanted to show. Just done with the massive power and devastation that the water and speed that it, that it moves at. It's just... Wow. Unbelievable. Be like water, my friend. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I, I don't be like that water. That's foul and nasty and Or do. Or or Well do, powerful you know? like that and take out bridges and roads yeah. and everything else, kinda, but and places of power and Sure. You know. Not us, please. Um, <laughs> yes. Um well, we already know what to do. We we paint red over our roofs, like right over the eve. We should be fine. We do. That's how it worked last time, right? Yeah. Well, um, we got we got one more story to share. Hey, we got to a hundred likes on on the tweet that has the new theme song. Nice. So check it out. We got the new, the new theme song. Hundred likes. Yay! Thank you everybody for liking and sharing that. You can like, share that. Also, like and share the stream. One more story. Then we're gonna get to some boats smashing in other boats, and we're gonna have some fun with that. But in the meantime, uh, we can get to, what do we got here? Remind me again when America will be getting those needed infrastructure upgrades. Yep. And we drop all oligarchs and all politicians into a volcano. Volcano-based solutions is certainly an option. And I have never ruled speaking, it out. Speaking of uh, infrastructure problems, I'm sorry, Ms. Jackson. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> oh, you didn't do it. You were gonna. You're supposed to do it. Yeah, I know, but we're gonna get there. We haven't. You I haven't. Do the woo. I know, but I haven't showed them that yet. You so missed the woo. I didn't. I, I didn't show them that yet. They can't see that. But terrible, 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 terrible. terrible. Yep. Um. So yeah, India. I don't know if India has pledged anything, but I know that we've pledged like minimal support so far financially compared to especially how we're supporting you ukraine what um mm -hmm. john stewart yes shook his hands with the Nazi with a neo-nazi oh. dude i i i can't even imagine what that guy who is a warrior for 9-11 warriors and has done so much to call out the bullshit he got punked he got played Right. Mm -hmm. We do. Well, 
We we do have a climate czar, right? <laughs> John Kerry, right? John, John Heinz Kerry, right? Also uh, from from the Heinz family. Thank you for our ketchup. My kids love it. Two subjects get crickets: climate change and genocides. Yep. And unfortunately, Gary, you're right and sad about that. Again, this is our tweet for the new theme song. If every if anybody missed it, go check it out. Go share it. It's over on Twitter. Got it also on our Facebook page. I'll be working on publishing it over as a new trailer on our YouTube channel uh, and getting it up to um, um, Rumble and Rockfin as well, of course. Getting it on those platforms. Rockfin.com slash indie, uh, it says IND left news. Rockfin.com slash INN. You can go support those channels over there. Those are ad free platforms. They do not censor. And we're big fans of Rockfin. Well, the, fle the Flexio guy, promote the Flexio guy. Bam, we'll just slap it, slap it right on there. Yeah, it, to get mm -hmm. the Secretary of the Interior, I like that. Or the red mm -hmm. copper pan lady. Oh my um. God. We watched some of that last night on Reddit. <laughs> that, that, that was kind of funny. Check out Djibouti dubs. Okay. Those are great. Very funny. Very funny Djibouti dubs. Yeah. Uh, and Scruffo, Scruff Op 1, whoever Scruff Op 1 is, we should support Ukraine. Tough shit. Um, Okay. What? Over on the Twitch. I mean, um, sure. Russia well, to be trying well to we support the citizens of Ukraine, uh, but but well, we certainly right. don't support Especially the Nazis the that are, yeah, yeah, for sure, that are running their military operations right now and that are, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we'd like yeah. to keep their, you know, like nuclear power facilities from being blown up. That would also be useful. Russians doing a decent job at that so far. Yep. Um, so, more importantly, let's get to our our own, a little closer to home, Jackson, Mississippi. And they talked about this in RBN. Jackson. Woo! There you go. Oh! What? Yep. Thanks, Steph. Um, yeah, I I didn't mean to make to make. Your water cry, um, something like that. Your water dry, um, I guess it 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 just but sounds that, terrible. To but even. that doesn't work. Water's not water's not dry. Well, their pipes are, so we all need to be talking. And again, They're, this is this well, is the I queen don't. of water. They should Aaron, be Aaron Brockovich uh, and Suzanne Boothby. Uh, the Brockovich Report. Everybody goes up to the Brockovich, Brockovich Report. It is free. It's Substack. She doesn't publish that often, but when she does, it's pretty important and you should probably read it reese auto is a bit low really uh hold on let me turn me up in discord yeah well you do kind of get loud when you do some stuff so let's go back here user volume all right Whoop. Whoop. how about now speak sure okay testing, testing discord zoom about a little higher. Yeah. And zoom mic. That's that's me to you. Okay. So I made I made reef a little louder. Thank you, Eric. All right. So last story. We all need to be talking about Jackson, Aaron Brockovich. Very important. Yep. This week, about 180,000 residents in Jackson, Mississippi, and surrounding areas no longer have clean drinking water. Let me see that again. The state's largest city and capital is without water. 
Imagine not being able to fill up a glass of water from the faucet in your home, proper drinking, cooking, making coffee, taking a shower, cleaning, etc., etc. And yes, yes, we know, Flint. We're going to talk about that. Cool. The city cannot provide, uh, produce enough water. Oh, you can't even see what it says. To, to fight fires, to flush toilets, and to meet other critical needs, said Governor Tate Reeves in an announcement that, acti that activated the National Guard and declared a state of emergency. State Health Department has mm -hmm. also issued a state emergency, warning that tap water is not safe to drink, brush teeth with, or to give to pets. Right. The, ongoing, the ongoing Jackson uh, running water crisis stems from the failures at OB Curtis Water Treatment Plant. As reported in Time Magazine, the city's primary water treatment facility has been relying on backup pumps, which have limited water pressure since its main pumps failed last month. The Pearl River, which runs through the city, began flooding this past weekend and damaged the already vulnerable treatment plant, causing the Jackson resident lose the Jackson residents to lose most of their water pressure altogether. Jesus. The total or near loss of water pressure throughout the city and surrounding areas of Hines County that receive water from the plant has created a condition of disaster and extreme peril to the safety of persons and property, according to the governor's statement. Yesterday, the city ran out of bottled water to give to residents. What? We're fucked. So this is Kat and Barge. I don't even know who she is, but she apparently went pretty viral by saying that more people need to be talking about Jackson. The city ran out of bottled water to give to residents yesterday. It's the largest city in Mississippi, and it's 80% black. The water system is failing because of years of neglect. This is environmental racism. Where's Sadly, Kanye at? Yeah, I know. Sadly, yeah, I'm going to let you finish. Uh, sadly, I was thinking of the Mike Myers one. Yeah. This is a crisis we've seen coming and could have avoided. In February 2021, we wrote about Jackson and some of the oh shit she God. wrote. Send in the National Guard. Where's they the... said, they said, a year and a half ago, 18 months ago, they, had, they said this. Why? Yeah. Why? Because 18 months ago, they had been without water for a week. This isn't even the first time. Last time, it was aging pipes and depleting water reserves. Not only was the city's water treatment plant knocked offline, but the city's director of public works said they've sent crews to fix at least 20 water main breaks. Governor Mississippi has dispatched the National Guard to help bring the, the water to help bring water to the city's 160,000 residents. So they've gone up by 20,000 residents since this happened 18 months ago. That's quite a in, infusion of growth. Okay, this was the article tweeted out or, or that was in her Substack two years ago. And again, this is in the article. You can go read this. This is dirty water. It doesn't come cheap. This absolute crisis is due to many factors, including recent floods, low climate change, staffing issues at the plant, and decades-long infrastructure decay. City's been issuing water boil notices since July, but Jackson struggled with safe water access for decades. Hello, Flint. Yep. And, I'll, and I'll tell you right now, this kind of neglect is happening in more places than Jackson. Throughout this country, Absolutely. we have infrastructure failures, water main breaks, toxic chemical overload, and so much more. 
I know I sound like a broken record, but Superman's not coming. We have to save ourselves. Yes, Aaron. Yes, we do. Thank you. Yep. It's the people who rise up, speak up, and get into action that will make a difference when it comes to these water issues. They always have been. <clears throat> it's the churches. It's the community centers, the activists, the advocates, nonprofits, local business owners, moms and dads, and the students who all pick up the pieces when there's a water crisis. Where'd the money go? Mississippi was set to receive, you can't see that, $429 million last year in federal infrastructure funds, specifically for water lines and pipes. Hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of got all right there. It went to roads and bridges. <clears throat> Well, no. Most of it. No, they still got $429 million. Yeah. Now, a lot of money went to roads right. and bridges, but still, we're that's a lot of that's a lot of cake. The current crisis is a yeah. failure of government at all levels, city, state, federal. It's not about blaming one party or the other. It's time for every elected official to be held accountable. Don't they drink water too? Yeah, not not from the tap in Mississippi. They don't care. Nope. Hundreds of thousands do not have access to their most basic need. Water. How do you? I'm going to talk. I'm going to show you a couple other things today. I saw that they're they're advising that they can't even bathe in it because it's so mm -hmm. toxic. Yeah, they 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 had to right. They say to close their mouths or whatever. Right. When taking showers and right. We all think some agencies overseeing our health and well being, but case after case has shown me that they are not. I'm outraged and at the same time I'm not surprised. Only thing is, Aaron. Well, it, well, not partisan, seems to lean heavily Democrat, mostly because Republicans and, you know, she plays this duopoly game instead of calling them all part of a uniparty. Part of the problem with water is that we don't see it. We have these incredible systems underneath our feet, but we don't think to check under them until the water coming out of our tap is green or smells foul or is completely gone. We, ha we all have mm -hmm. to get into action. Imagine what would happen if you read... One article a day about water issues or talk to one friend about your concerns. Find out when your next city council meeting is happening and bring a neighbor with you. Any little action forward can get you going in the right direction. Direct action. So Aaron provides us with some resources here. Where to get water in Jackson. Again, the link to this article will be in the sub stack. The link to this article will be in the description on YouTube. It's not right now, but it will be after the show. And you'll be able to, of course, go to thebrockvishreport.com and you'll find this article at the top and you'll be able to find all the resources. But this is the Disaster Fund of the Community Foundation for Jackson, Mississippi, and why she's telling them and what and what will happen with the money. A donation will have will will help wrap around needs related to Jackson's water issues. Okay. Yeah, put some flex seal on it, right, E. Heller. All right. To address the current water crisis, Operation Shoestring is working to provide waterless hygiene supplies to all Operation Shoestring families. Any donation of body or face wipes, waterless toothbrushes, or any water waterless hygiene item, you can go to info at operationshoestring.org or donate below. Jackson Free Clinic, collecting water bottles, waterless hygiene supplies, including, again, face wipes, body wipes, mini disposable toothbrushes, patients affected by 
Jackson Water Crisis. <clears throat> and they'll distribute water and hygiene products. And there are some great local businesses that have also been trucking in water privately. Mm-hmm. And she says, let's talk about what's going on in Jackson, your town. Sound off in the comments below. And not many people have. I don't know why people don't subscribe to this. Why she does. She has a monstrous following, yet nobody seems to follow this thing. I, I don't understand. On mm-hmm. Twitter, you know, she's a blue chip. But yeah, I just wanted to point this out. And again, I know that that Erin probably would not approve of me doing this on her article. And I, I apologize to Erin because I totally respect and love her and don't want her upset with me. But I did want to point out the hypocrisy of Bill Beckbetter is working so great. Mm-hmm. This example is Jackson, where they're fighting environmental racism. The DPW has been found to be so racist that even the water is black. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Here's another one. Our friend Mo at Mozframe. Jackson has an 80% black population, hasn't had clean water or drink or bathe for a week. Joe Biden continues to ignore the suffering of non-white American citizens to fund war. As they announced the other day, another $13.7 billion requested by the White House to ask Congress to fund a proxy war with Russia. Ooh, more Russian money. We don't have water. Here's another one from Um, Fox Weather. 4,500 National Guard troops. And he did, again, in all credit and fairness, declared an emergency, which sends money to them for 90 days and send 4,500 National Guard troops to distribute water. So, great. Awesome. Bare minimum. Shout out to our friends at WSWS. We don't talk about them much. Quite a few issues we disagree and don't align with them on. However, climate change is one that we do. Since Monday after flood waters knocked out water the water treatment plant, crews have worked day and night in an effort to normalize water pressure and resolve pH imbalances so the tens of thousands of residents may soon be able to consume a necessity. That's just... He literally needed to live. Again, this was our original thumbnail. And then I stuck the Jackson story in at the end because I thought it was super important. And... We, have, we, we need to be talking about our water. We need to be talking about disasters. We need to be talking about environmental racism. Again, yeah. I'm sorry I got such nightmare fuel for everybody all the time. And but this is this is what's going on out there. And I don't I don't see enough people talking about it from the right perspective, which is capitalism is doing this. Um not just capitalism, but Capitalism is exacerbating, accelerating, and preventing us from implementing any substantial solutions, including getting uncorrupted representatives elected that don't serve their corporate state. So, um, yeah. Joe is busy napping, and yeah, he's supporting Nazis. Yes, that... uh, FJB, LGB. And uh, knock it off with that dark branded nonsense. Ridiculous. 
Just knock it off. It's cringy. Is it's the reason oh, why the left bad. can't the left can't meme, or at least at least the liberals can't meme. The left is hilarious. There's thank Bernie memes were mm-hmm. great, but uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Signs. Can we apply for some of that Ukraine money? Asking for a friend. Uh, all the Ukraine money, mm-hmm. right? Gets to the military industrial complex. So yeah, Colin. I am for real. For That's real. right. We were we were playing with that. Yep, yeah, number one richest third world nation in history. That's right. Other uh, than a pepper sprout. Oh yeah, we are growing cayennes here. Um, if it weren't predominantly city of color, they'd have fixed it yesterday. Kind of like Flint. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And and um, the mains are a hundred years old. Jeez. Same reason the levees failed during Katrina. Mm-hmm. That's even a hold it. Yep. I mean, yep. Right. Right there in the ward. Right there. Yep. And then um, at least those nuclear power plants were made to be completely rebuilt in 20 to 30 years and are only 50 to 65 years old and cracking. But it'll be all good. Thanks to the Dems and Republicans. Right. Thanks, Science. Thanks for more nightmare fuel. So we're sending pipes in the long for the long run issues. Exactly. Um, before we go, um, I do want to implore you, because we are at the two-hour mark, but Comrade Misty, of course, is organizing, and there is a worldwide event happening on October 8th. Free Julian Assange, yeah. free Julian Assange. She could be extradited any minute of the day. The new home secretary for the UK that the Liz Truss uh, administration is nominating is a nightmare, and it's even worse than pretty frickin' Patel. Um, we need... They're going to form a human chain around Parliament on October 8th, and there will be worldwide solidarity events happening in the United States. It will be happening just down the road. Now, there's a famous address over at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Of course, everybody knows that one. But just up the road at 950 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest, at noon on October 8th, there will be a protest for hands-off Assange in front of the Justice Department. And Misty, and I guarantee Max Blumenthal, and... I'm not sure about Lee Camp because it looks like Lee Camp might be in Euro- on a European tour at that time. But anyone who's in the D.C. area, I'm guessing Franco will probably be there and many, hopefully, others to protest and stand in solidarity with all of the people that will be forming a human chain around Parliament and protesting the persecution of Julian Assange, who should be free, and the war criminals that, <laughs> that he exposed should be in jail. Um, yeah. So I wanted to, again, shout out to Big Mad Crab for making the flyer. And we fully support this event. Um, I'm not ready to make an announcement yet, but we're going to be doing something in conjunction with this and making an announcement in the upcoming weeks about some a very cool thing that we're going to be doing. Um, so stay tuned for that. And of course, yeah, I gotta make my plea. Everybody, go to indieleft.news, and you you heard the, our wonderful theme song. Um, indieleft.com also gets you there. You don't have to go to indieleft.news. You can actually go to indieleft.com, and that's i n d i e. Independentleft.news gets you there as well. Independentleft.media gets you to all the links. That's our link tree. Uh, leftist.today and leftisttoday.com are our Substack. Usually, try to publish there once a day. Uh, whether that is a live stream alert or it is a six pack of videos embedded that you can watch 
or you can link to or share whatever it is. Uh, we try to put that a few times a week as well. Try to keep it up every day. It's just it's getting to be a beast. And then, of course, uh, merch store, bongfather.cloud. And I think that works, the, bon, the bongfather.cloud. And if not, if you mm -hmm. go to our link tree right above it, independentleft.media, you can definitely get the merch store. And you can pick up some Bongfather merch. And, of course, we are members of Indie News Network, finally. I-N-N. Reef and I are founding members. There are 23 content creators, including a couple of folks in this chat, like Tommy Nation, like Colin Raddix Carter, like Extra Booyah, like the wonderful, beautiful Tar Reed, like Noli D, like Jesse Jet, and I could go on and on and on. Um, support yep. these amazing independent content creators. They are my family. I love them to death, every single one of them. Um, and and I'm grateful. Me too. <laughs> grateful to to know them and be around them and and uh, and be be in this space. Now it's kind of funny. Uh, I didn't even tell Reef, but two years ago, Labor Day weekend. I had an epiphany. I was originally, mm -hmm. I had set up a website called Progressive News Daily. That is a daily updated website. And it was during this time and during post Assange or pre Assange trial and post um, uh, the People's Party convention. Kind of funny to say that now, but in August 30th of 2020, was the People's Party Convention, which was actually one of the most inspiring events that I can remember in quite a long time. Six hours of panel speakers talking about the need for a third party, and it was an, a who's who, and now, and if you look back at the lineup, it's kind of funny to see who's there because everybody really can't stand each other at this point. Um, but after that weekend, I realized that Progressive News Daily needed to be separate. It, a, I'm not really progressive. I don't even know what that means. Uh, I'm definitely independent and for a third party. Labels and so, are, of course, labels are bad. Stay independent. So that's when right. I when I first registered independentleft.news, and I had the vision to move everything over from Progressive News Daily to independentleft.news. Was Labor Day weekend, 2020, um, and two weeks later, I realized because I was actually going to keep the website as Progressive News Daily, and the Discord was going to be Independent Left News, which was going to give that its own kind of flair and unique identifier, I realized that Progressive was really dead. And what happened was three weeks later, post-Julian Assange trial, all right, between mm -hmm. Labor Day and September 23rd, 2020, was the Julian Assange extradition hearing, where there was testimony daily. And Richard Medhurst, if you go back, shout out to Richard Medhurst, Kevin Gasola, Stefania Marici, Mohammed El Mazi and many others covered that trial that trial daily. Uh, Joe um, Joe Loria from Consortium News, Kathy Vogan, so many. I'm, I know I'm leaving some out, but um, that really had such an impact on me that I had decided at that point I'm not anything having to do with the word progressive. It's been completely co-opted. We're independent left, and then we'll build out a family from dot news, which will be the news site. We'll make the discord.gg. We'll make our links at .media. We even own, um, when we do end up setting up a full-time live streaming webpage, independentleft.live. So we will be able to, and we, we have the ability to now just build a webpage that self-hosts. So whenever you wanted to go there, all I have to do is, is create a little basic webpage that embeds the, the restream code. 
and we can have our own independent left.live website that can embed chat and everything and completely be platform free. Yep. Um, again, it's been two years. Lo I love doing this. Um, it's, it's so rewarding. It makes my wife crazy because I dedicate so much time and I love doing this so much and kids wonder, but now it's really funny. I've got my daughters calling me Indy. Mm -hmm. I guess that was inevitable. I guess that was inevitable, but when they stopped calling me daddy and they start calling me Indy, that's when I was like, all right. Indy! Oh. They were at the pool going, Indy, what are we doing today, Indy? Like, oh, that's... Indy, I sorry. Mm. Indy. Yeah. Indy. So, uh, Night fam, Anthony, good to, good, to, good to see you. Glad you're here. Come back. <laughs> you rewind it. There were some, some Nightmare Fuel stories, a lot of fun. Um... And we'll we'll check you out during a week on Twitter at Comrade Kitty, everyone. Comrade Kitty, <gasps> Kitty. Right, that's that. That's our boy Anthony. Um, but yeah, thank you, everyone. Don't let friends don't let friends vote them Republican. Absolutely. And let's go back to our two shot. Uh, rig hashtag rig machines. Amen. Yeah, da daughter say dad's on Indy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, they certainly do. Uh, and they say, yep. put your, put your phone down, daddy. And, but daddy doesn't do that enough. I need to. Uh, <laughs> signs now, everybody's saying free Assange, free Assange, free Julian Assange. Amen. Shout out to Richie Medhurst as, as Colin said, yep, that's my brother, Richie. Everybody give him a follow. He's awesome. And, uh, uh, so that is another one in the book next, next week. I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to be here next Sunday night because a it's not because it's 9-11 even though it is um it's because I think I may have to be on a business trip and be in a conference out of town and I'm not going to be here to be able to run the stream but uh if gotcha. anything we'll run a best of episode if I'm not here there will be something worst case yeah maybe INN runs a random stream I don't know if we get some some members coming back this week that may want to Hop in and do a rando roundtable, which would be awesome. I'd love to, sure. to get something like that done. <clears throat> um, Monday night, Tara. Oh well, I don't know if Tara's doing. Uh, tomorrow's Monday, and Tara's either. Yeah, I don't <clears throat> think Tara's necessarily doing. Tara's talking about taking a break for for the month of September. Yeah. Um, so we're like a month look, off. Look, look for clips from Tara Reed on her channel. She's got a ton of of clips uh, that are uploading from her live streams and she's done some phenomenal live streams lately. Igor Lapotina and Fiorella and Pasta. That was just this past week. And and yep. mean, Lily and Donald from from um Donald from RT and CPI were excellent. Um you saw Lily actually the Lily stream a, a clip was in the uh the trailer for tonight. Uh Tara saying that he created INN because I actually engineered that stream which was Interesting. We lost Tara in the middle of the stream and I had to improvise and it was great. Um, again, shout out to Oz. Thank you so much for the $2 Rockfin Super Ray. Rockfin.com slash IND left news. Support independent platforms. Support independent content creators. Support ad-free platforms. Love them. Uh, so for me, uh, this is Indy saying good night and question everyone's motivations. Keep listening to what little birds have to tell you people. Good night. I think I liked it better being blind When I couldn't read between the lines 
When I couldn't see the cracks in the structure that lay bare before me the whole time I think I liked it better back when I suspended disbelief and swallowed pride I thought I knew the difference in the red from the blue but they both bleed us so dry They both bleed us so dry My favorite songs don't hit the same way I get to the end of a four minute track and I'm only looking back thinking what did they actually say So I try to If you like this podcast please help our show grow by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. For more content, you can follow Independent Left News on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at INDLeftNews and subscribe to our YouTube channel. To get news updates twice a day to your inbox, subscribe via email on the independentleft.news website. Join our Jetstream 24-7 News and Opinion Discord at independentleft.gg with more than 50 channels each dedicated to a different outlet, journalist, YouTuber, or political comedian. Thanks, everyone. Remember to check out independentleft.news in your browser and subscribe to our podcast for news updates.